Good morning and welcome to St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this first Friday of the month of October where we celebrate the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Sacred Heart Hour here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio Studios being brought to you live. Here in the studio, this is Father Stosh Daly joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Good morning. Good morning, Father. Good morning. As we enter into this hour dedicated to the Sacred Heart of our Lord Jesus Christ, we invite you to join us in praying the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular, for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Chuck and Joanne, we've got a lot to cover. We do. <laughs> October. Stay tuned. <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Awesome. You know, Father, for us, September was birthdays. October is all about Mary and the yes, rosary. It it's true. Yes, it is. Life. It's true. Now, we have, we're very blessed. Uh, the month of October, of course, is dedicated to the Holy Rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And in our country, it is also a beautiful month set aside to venerating mm. the sanctity of all human life from conception mm. to natural death. And we're just going to be spending this hour uh, striving to understand how the Lord Jesus Christ invites us to participate in both of those opportunities, entering ever more deeply into the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, which are none other than the mysteries of his own life, and then also how our drawing close to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, basically breathes new life into our own appreciation for all human life. These are, while they're exciting times as we enter into the hmm. month of October, there's so much going on around us, especially in our country, yes. in our government, but also even within our own uh, our own lives and especially in the church. You know, should you have any questions about the Sacred Heart during the Sacred Heart Hour or even thereafter, we do invite you to please call in to 614-459-4820. Again, 614-459-4820. Or you can always visit sacredheartcolumbus.org to learn more about the Sacred Heart. Well, Father, it's so providential that in October we have the rosary and the rosary rallies now happening all throughout the country and even the world and respect life because the Blessed Mother at Fatima, you know, she said the rosary is the weapon. And sometimes, you know, we all these petitions we receive and you know, wonderful things for action that we are invited to participate in. But it's the rosary that sometimes has been forgotten. And I'm really excited about that renewed push to actually pick up our rosaries and go to Mary to intercede for us for life and for so many of our needs. Right. You know what's awesome is I am... I don't think this is a bad thing to say. I'm a child of the 80s. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember in the Better 80s. Better than or... the 60s, Father. <laughs> well, we take a positive where we can find it, don't we? <laughs> so, 
Let that light shine, even if it's just the decade you were born in. But I I don't remember in the 80s or 90s, uh, of course, as a child and a teenager, I don't remember there being this much of a thrust or emphasis on the rosary. And so it's absolutely Mm -hmm. awesome that in our own age right now, more and more people are finding the consolation and the comfort and the presence of the Lord and the intercessory power of the Blessed Virgin Mary in the rosary. And we're finding that it is just literally sweeping across the whole church, which is awesome because uh, back in the early 2000s, of course, then Pope, now St. John Paul II, gave us those luminous mysteries of the rosary. Oh, I love those luminous mysteries. You know, the Pope of the Rosary. Mm-hmm. Benedict Sixteenth has encouraged, uh, when he was the Holy Father, for all Christians to find in the Rosary a place of peace, but also a means of worshiping the Lord, the living God. And even Pope Francis, he himself is fiercely devoted to the Holy Virgin, and he's always, you know, referring to the Rosary in his Marian sermons. So they we have this in opportunity. The 50s, Father, there was a the Legion of Way Mary and the. the 80s. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can, actually one of my greatest treasures is my mother's rosary that she would pray on the front porch in the summer after doing the dishes, no dishwasher, and um, but sometimes in families, I remind you, you have these old rosaries and even if they're broken they can be repaired and to meditate on all the prayers that have been prayed on i see them at garage sales flea markets and um, i've purchased many but you know it's not the actual rosary but it's the connection sure it's the connection and one of the beautiful things is you know when a family, when an individual, when a household, when a school, a business decides to enter into the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, mm-hmm. the rosary is an instrumental part of that. Oh, very it's a part of the preparation. So. And, you know, a lot of times we go into the family homes and we bring the rosaries and you can see the distance that exists between the individuals who are there and the practice of meditating and praying the rosary. And a lot of times that can be terribly intimidating. But what we make widely available are all the prayers that are needed. Absolutely. Uh, we bring, printed. bring the words that have to be prayed and basically offer you everything that is needed so as to be able to meditate upon the rosary. And I think, you know, uh, Chuck and Joanne, we each have our own experience of helping somebody enthrone the sacred heart in their home, make Jesus Christ the center mm-hmm. of their lives. And of all of the powerful prayers and all of the beautiful uh, openness that's required. A lot of times, the rosary is what is most intimidating. They see it, yes, and they look at the prayers, and they're not sure. Well, where are my fingers supposed to go on which beat at which time? And that's where we have the information that is made available. The missionaries actually pray the rosary with you, so as yes, to help do. you learn to become more comfortable if it is something that's foreign. And you know, having uh, children, many children of our own, and now seventeen grandchildren praying the family rosary, big family rosary, uh, sometimes it's, you know, it's total bedlam. It's total, (laughs) you know, we've been to homes where, uh, you know, they were practicing their gymnastic tumbles, seriously. (laughs) And, but on the other hand, you know, our Lord just honors the effort. And we see such a difference in the week when we return, if the family has been faithful and just, you know, just push through. And um, because this is real life, Mary is with us and Jesus is with us in our true, real family. And family is sometimes very messy. (laughs) Yes, and there's no better way to approach the Lord than through the eyes of his mother. But, you know, Chuck, um, 
coming into the church as an adult, uh, what strikes you about the rosary? Well, coming into the church, um, I came in probably pre-RCIA. So okay, sure. it was mm-hmm. like I one visited on with Monsignor uh-huh. Grimes, Ken Grimes, and after two times he said, you're ready. <laughs> Not when because I, he was an advanced student. No. <laughs> And what I realized is, what he was really saying is, I want you to get into the club, and then we'll tell you the rest of it. <laughs> sure. And, uh, but, you know, I, I know for me, the first rosary that I prayed was after Joanne returned home from Medjugorje in 1988. And I had read a book, and she had gone over. But I had never prayed a rosary until then. Yeah. So, you know, we were married. That's 17 years of marriage. But I know that from that point on, the rosary is a very powerful prayer for every family, every individual. And I sort of look at it like if it's powerful, there's always going to be interference. <laughs> that's oh, for sure. That's when when so you true. say to the family, yep. I want to pray the rosary, <laughs> yep. it's almost like everybody just leaves. <laughs> you got to go hunt them down. There's a run for the bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Very true. And uh, yep. we've often shared the story one time where we're having a family rosary and our son Chad dialed 911. Uh-huh. And the police come to the oh. door oh. while we're praying the rosary. Daddy was not happy. And we had to explain to them that our child had dialed. But I think getting... Getting back to it, what's really interesting, Father, is now they have started this movement called Rosary Coast to Coast Rally, mm. yes. and it's coming up on Sunday, October 7th, and this is going to be all over, it's at, not just all over the United States, all over the world. Oh, like the Battle of Lepanto, isn't yeah. it, Father? Kind of. Mm, a- yes, absolutely. It's the, it comes from the Feast of uh, Our Lady of Victory which came about as a result of all of the Christians praying the rosary Mm -hmm. for the protection of Europe against an invading Muslim army. And not only was there a victory on the part of the Christian army, but there was that overwhelming sense of gratitude for Mm -hmm. the intercessory role of Our Lady. And uh, what was Our Lady of Victory was renamed Our Lady of the Holy Rosary in gratitude for the fact that Mm -hmm. the rosary is what was prayed and meditated. And then in the 1800s, Pope Leo XIII extended it to the whole month, to the whole month of October. The month of October would be the month of the Holy Rosary. And now we're finding, as we highlighted, that there's this resurgence Mm. in attentiveness to the power of the intercessor uh, that is the Blessed Virgin Mary and in meditating upon the life of Jesus through the perspective of his mother. And now we have this awesome initiative to pray the Rosary coast to coast. And for those of us in the Eastern Time Zone, it's 4 p.m. this Sunday— we know St. Patrick's Church in downtown Columbus and Holy Family Church in downtown Columbus uh, are having you know the doors open for people to pray the rosary in the 4 o'clock hour. And then, of course, the next time zone going west, they'll be gathering at 3 and so on and so forth. So it's an opportunity to have Catholic Christians across uh, our own country to participate in that hour of prayer, coast to coast, praying the rosary for the sanctification not only of our souls, but also for the preservation of our country, mm. that the Our Lady, you know, the Immaculata, will intercede on behalf of a restoration of peace and order for the United States of America. And this is something that goes back to the respect life issue. Yes, you it know, does. We can see the growth in chaos, mm-hmm. and we can see the growth in just uncertainty. You know, mm-hmm. And 
When people become far removed from God's love, well, what fills the void? Fear. And if you look to D.C., all the way over to L.A., even if you look in your own backyard, you see the the experience. You see the Mm. effects of fear. And wherever you have that kind of fear present, it's just an absence of God's love. So the rosary is a way for us to basically ask our Lord through Our Lady, make your love known in an undeniable way and help us become not only recipients of that divine love, but messengers of that love as well. We need more divine love in this country to replace the fear that is paralyzing so many of us. And Father, you know, given the age we're in with the technology and help that we have, I'm just discovering these apps. On oh, my- yes. yeah. <laughs> but there, you know, yeah. you can get help with the mysteries, how to pray the rosary, um, you know, praying it with Father Gately, I know, has an app and yeah. many of the priests and uh, sisters, but there helps out there. And then sometimes people will say to me, well, I don't know why I pray the rosary. I, I'm so distracted. I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to make for dinner and the children's schedule. And so sometimes I, I think the enemy can tell us, well, put it down. Oh, sure. You're yeah. just not, you just can't do it right. Instead of just hang in there and, you know, just do the best we can. And as they say, just do it. Well, I think the evil one, I think his first attack at us is to lead us to think that those things are distractions. Ah. On Wednesday, I was with a mom's ministry group at St. Joan of Arc Church in Powell. Mm-hmm. And I shared with them the first, you know, how to bring peace into your home mm-hmm. through, you know, prayer, enthronement, mm-hmm. adoration, consecration, and finally enjoy life. And in prayer... Oftentimes we're all assaulted with these thoughts, you know, and the devil wants us to think. You mean other people too, not just me? I hope so, because I'm in that club as well. (laughs) So let's just assume everyone else is, okay? You and me and everybody else. (laughs) So this is like, if those thoughts come to you in prayer, who's to say it's not an invitation from the Lord to consecrate that? You're Mm. you're praying the rosary and you're worried about dinner. Well, maybe the Lord's asking you to pray so that it tastes good. Ooh. Or that just no one gets sick, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, really, can... Father, this is a whole new twist for me. This hour is full of them. <laughs> you know, once, that's why we're only on once a month. That's why we're only on once a month. It's full of twists and turns. No wonder I hurt when I leave the studio. <laughs> you know, I think as a convert, Father, maybe you can help other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ and the Protestant faith. Why oh, the rosary? Point. Because the rosary really is the life of Christ. Absolutely. I mean, it's got 20 mysteries. It's like 20 chapters. Mm-hmm. And the church recommends to us to pray just five of those a day. Mm-hmm. Now, we can pray all 20, which would be awesome. But if not, just meditate upon five chapters of our Lord's life, mm-hmm. ministry, and the effect of his grace. And those 20 chapters are broken down into four different categories. You've got the joyful mysteries the luminous mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, and the glorious. Hmm. You know, now, like, okay, Chuck and Joanne, you guys are so glorious that you should be a mystery of the rosary, but you're not. Because <laughs> yeah. the mysteries are about Jesus. You know? <laughs> but you. you can connect your life to oh, the mystery. You can live the mystery. Mm-hmm. You can actually live the mystery with our Lord. And, you know, when someone comes up and says, I don't get the rosary, either as a Catholic or a Protestant or just an irreligious person altogether, you know, it's like, well, the rosary is first and foremost a step towards the Lord. And how best do you make a step towards him if not by approaching him with that perspective of his mother? You know, and of course, that means that someone has to at least be open 
to the prayerful guidance and intercession of Our Lady. And, uh, you know, the prayers themselves, the Hail Marys and Our Father, Our Father obviously given to us by Jesus, how to pray to the Father in heaven. The Hail Mary is nothing other than quotes taken from the first few chapters of Luke's Gospel. You know, the angelic salutation between the Archangel Gabriel and the Blessed Virgin Mary. Um, Everything, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Those are all words from the Archangel Gabriel to Our Lady, taken right out of the Gospel of Luke. We add Jesus onto that last, you know, line of the first half of the Hail Mary. And that was added actually because of St. Bernardine of Siena. See, Dave, the Franciscans always work their way in. (laughs) Bernardine of Siena wanted that restoration of the holy name. So that's when the word Jesus was added into the prayer there at the Hail Mary. And, uh, and then the last half of the Hail Mary is just merely us asking for the intercession of Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. There is no denying that the Archangel Gabriel spent time with her. So the angel's only going to be sent to somebody who the hmm. Lord sees as holy. Hmm. We know her name, Mary. Holy Mary, Mother of God. Well, she gives birth to Jesus. Jesus is God. So therefore, she's the Mother of God. Pray for us. Well, we can all ask that of one another. Well, we're all sinners, so that's thrown in there. Now, we need it right now, and at the hour of our death, well, we're really going to need it then. So we're just laying out the facts, and you say that Hail Mary on each of the, the, what we call the little beads, you know? And uh, we meditate upon the life of Jesus, and we ask to approach him with that same purity, that same intensity, that same love that his mother approaches him. And whether we're doing it in the home as a part of the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, whether we're praying it in church before Holy Mass begins, whether we're praying it with the stress of our mind or walking very carefully on the treadmill, maybe, you know. Or in the pool. <laughs> or in the pool. At, at the McConnell Center. <laughs> you got ten fingers there. Yeah. You know, um, or whether you're praying it in union with your brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ for our country. This you know, Sunday. Father, this is very important, uh, your explanation. And I think of my father, who was a man of the Sacred Heart and made literally thousands of rosaries in the 11 years when my mom was in the nursing home. But he made a paper. He called it the operating manual. And it was an explanation of the scripture of each mystery. And many of the non-Catholics he came in contact with learned to also love the rosary because they now understood what it really was. So that was, you know, that explanation you just gave us is really needed and we need to be able to share it with others, especially our non-Catholic brothers and sisters, because it is so beautiful. And many of the Catholics who grew up ignorant of it. Right. So in this month of the Holy Rosary, this month where we can draw close to Jesus, who is the giver of all good things, but also the author of life, the word through whom everything comes to be, we get to focus on the rosary and focus on respecting life, but we also have this off- awesome opportunity this month on October 17th to celebrate the feast day of St. Margaret Mary. Oh, yes. Okay, so she's particularly important to all of us in the Sacred Heart Ministry and the Sacred Heart Apostolate. For those who have enthroned their homes to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, St. Margaret Mary is of incredible importance. She may not always be uh, at the forefront of our minds as a great saint, But nevertheless, she is one of the powerful saints and one of the great saints to whom the Lord appeared. But when he appeared to St. Margaret Mary, she's not the first one to learn of his sacred heart. Mm. But she was, and she is the first one to receive these designated promises. 
And so when we bring Jesus into your home through the enthronement of the Sacred Heart, one of those powerful blessings, one of those powerful promises, I will bring peace to their families. Who does not need <laughs> peace? So true. I will bless the ah. homes where my heart is exposed and ah. honored. Well, these are the words that he spoke to St. Margaret Mary, who was a cloistered mm-hmm. visitation nun at a monastery in Pere-Limonia, France. And her feast day is this month on the 17th. And, uh, you know, we just invite you to consider attending Mass on the 17th of October to celebrate the life of St. Margaret Mary, she who is really the Apostle of the Sacred Heart. She makes known to all of us the desire, this burning desire of Christ's love for each one of us to find a resting place, to find a home in his heart, the heart of Jesus. And if you are interested in knowing more about the enthronement or registering to have your home and throne, your family and throne, or your business or organization, call in 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. And as Father was mentioning, all we do as missionaries with the Sacred Heart, that St. Margaret Mary received these promises based on our Lord saying to her, for those that expose and honor his sacred heart. And I think, Father, as we talk about that, we've installed, maybe we've witnessed over 1,500 homes, businesses. People are so surprised. I think it's really more than that. Probably more than that. But I think also for those that are listening that have had Mm -hmm. uh, their, that, that they've gone ahead and had their home enthroned, that they've enthroned their home, the key is to keep honoring Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This Absolutely. is not a once and done. No, and the Congress all. really helps with that. You know, Renewal. we're going we're to talk about the Congress oh, in a minute that. and uh, so forth. But I thought it was interesting that as the feast day of October 17th for St. Margaret Mary, receiving those 12 promises, all we do as missionaries is to bring everything every home needs whether it's the image images of the Sacred Heart, Immaculate Heart, or it's the traveling statue of Our Lady of Fatima or manuals and everything. And we've talked about the rosary, but it's all in the manual. And we read from the manual, so we're all on the same page praying a rosary. We're assuming that you've never prayed a rosary, yeah. and we're here to help you. Or even have one. And, or have one, and we yeah. bring them. And so, the manual is just merely a booklet of the prayers that are needed for the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. Our task as Sacred Heart missionaries, our task as Sacred Heart Columbus, is just to help you benefit from the promises Jesus makes to all of us. Yeah. You know, we just want to bring it into your life. Um, you know, we don't want to leave it on the corporate level or even on the bookshelf. We want to bring it into the heart. So the task, even of Sacred Heart Hour here on St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, is to help all of you, the listeners, members of our Christian family, to benefit from those promises that our Lord makes. And then we love to hear the stories You know, we know the graces We heard flow. from one of our missionaries, Frank Harchie, that you know, he's working on an enthronement right now with a family who participate in the hour. They listen, you know, the first Friday, Sacred Heart Hour, and they felt prompted by the Holy Spirit to move into it and to bring our Lord's Sacred Heart into their home. And these promises that Jesus makes to Margaret Mary— you know, they can't be overstated. You know, so, I mean, if you're thinking, well, what are the promises that Should he you makes? read the promises, Father? I, I'm getting that prompting. <laughs> I, that, I'm feeling that, yeah. Are you putting it on the table? Because I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> or, or, or for those on November 10th, 
Yes. Uh, for the Sacred Heart Congress coming up at St. Michael, they will hear the promises. And they'll learn be more part, about them. Learn yeah. more yeah. about them. And I think it's one that we want to promote. I know that registration is open now. You can go on to sacredheartcolumbus.org to register. Um, and I think what's important about this is, Father, it's the 7th right. Annual Sacred Heart Congress. Yeah. And it's for for those that have had their homes enthroned, for those that have not, for those that are more interested. But my feeling is it's a great half day because it goes from 8 till noon. Yeah. And we have two wonderful speakers this year, Emily Jaminette and David Karam. And, of course, uh, the Mass will be celebrated by you, Father, and your homily. So they're going to be fed about why the Sacred Heart today. Why is it relevant today? And I know a lot of us are involved with different ministries. And I'm not here to squelch any of them or put any of them down. St. Gabriel, my life has been with men's ministry and other ministries she didn't give us the promise, if I start a conference, you're going to receive 12 <laughs> promises. I think about that when we're going over the headaches of organizing things. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this wasn't part of it. She <laughs> said, I want every home yeah. to be enthroned and have my heart ex- and have our Lord's heart exposed through the Sacred Heart. And honored. And honored. And, honored. and, honored. and you know, with that, you'll receive the graces of those 12 promises. And I think that's a, you know, a lot of times, well, right now what we're fighting in the church is this degree of elitism. You know, people who have thought they were above the cuts, they could do whatever they want. Hmm. Well, that's not what the Lord asks at all. Hmm. And, and just look at the first promise. I will give them all the graces necessary in their state of life. He doesn't say that just to a small group of elites. Everybody. Anybody and everybody who draws close to his sacred heart will receive the graces they need for their state in life. And to me, that's those words are powerful in their consolation. That means there's not a single person in a particular state in life who is unseen or unloved by the Lord. He wants each one of us to succeed in our state in life of being united to him in holiness. Now, Father, what if someone's going through a really difficult time? It just a, you know, just really, really a hard time. One of those valleys. Exactly. Yeah. A pit even. Yep. And so they have their home enthroned. What can they expect with all the graces necessary? Will these problems go away? Sometimes, yes. Uh, most often than not, you know, the, you'll accompany, you'll realize the Lord is accompanying you through that difficulty. You know, when we bring the Lord into our life, or in the words of this, the promise, when you expose and honor his sacred heart, it means his heart is already with you. If you're baptized, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a baptized Christian, the heart of Christ is with you. But oftentimes he's just covered. Mm. <laughs> he's covered with the curtains of life, you know? So what the enthronement of the sacred heart does, you, it pulls back the curtains of life to, so that you know and so mm-hmm. that you can see and that you can understand and actually accept as your own the heart of Christ. And so his heart mm-hmm. is then in a more powerful, more evident, more clear way accompanying you in that mm-hmm. moment. And now you can have the consolation of neighbors, the consolation and the accompaniment of loved ones in the difficult moments in life. But guess what? At the end of the day, they've all got to go home. Hmm. You yeah. know, you're there with the burden yeah. of health or the burden of mind or the burden of soul or the burden of wondering, where's my child? You know, the burden of how do I help my spouse or how do I assist my parents? You're the one with that burden. Hmm. At the end of the day, you know, everyone retreats to their particular place, even in marriages and in mm-hmm. a priestly community. You know, we all retreat to our private place. But the heart of Christ is still there. 
So do you want that heart veiled with the curtain of life, or do you want that heart exposed so that you know he is there? Challenging moments right now in the church, and I know even as a priest, especially as a priest right now, I'm seeing my brother priests suffer. Some of them break. Some of them Mm -hmm. just kind of flail around. They're not sure what's going on. And it's like, I don't know where I would be if it weren't for the reality of our Lord's sacred heart in the Eucharist and the gift of his holy mother, Our Lady. I mean, those two things, I'm just holding on to those pillars for dear life. In his heart, every time as a priest in the Mass, I hold the heart of Christ and the Holy Eucharist in my fingers. It's like this moment of such profound intimacy. And then I go back to the rectory, and his heart is exposed in the rectory, and you know the images that are there, and it's powerful reminders. You know, I think, and it's a gradual process, but even for myself, and we, are, we did our first home enthronement back in the 80s, but I can, I, I, I kind of feel... And I know that my heart, my heart is being more tenderized, sure. that I'm not as judgmental of mm-hmm. people, that I'm more, I, I, I think you develop more the eyes of Christ, that if someone is, you know, not to your liking, you, you, you know, you give them a break. Sure. You well, you, you start to have the same mercy, mercy That's towards the others word. that the I Lord has mercy towards you. I was looking for, Father, mercy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you're going to close in prayer, but remember, we have the 7th Annual Sacred Heart Congress coming up at St. Michael's. It's on November 10th. We're going to continue for the next segment, for the next half hour. But now is the time to register on Sacred Heart. Um, the Sacred Heart, here we go sacredheartcolumbus.org, sacredheartcolumbus.org. Go ahead and register because today we all need the graces and this can be a wonderful renewal or kickoff to the Sacred Heart for you and your family. Bringing to a close this first segment of the Sacred Heart Hour on this first Friday of the month of October here at St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Let us commend ourselves to the mercy of our Heavenly Father. Lord, please help us carry our cross daily out of love for you and help us strengthen this love by frequent participation in the celebration of the Holy Eucharist. Thank you, dear Jesus, for all the blessings of this day. Protect us and all families during the night that is to come. Help us to live that we might get to heaven here and then. God bless. Transform your space with grace. Grace Transformations. From commercial remodeling to residential renovation, remodeling, and construction, we work with you to bring your ideas to life. No project is too big or too small. Catholic-owned and operated, Grace Transformations offers exceptional quality at reasonable prices that fit every design and budget. So when you want to transform your space, do it with Grace. Grace Transformations. Get started at gracetransformations.com. Ambleside Commons Townhomes in Columbus. Two bedrooms, finished basements with laundry hookups, privately owned and on-site maintenance. Online at Ambleside Commons. Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soil celebrates 25 years in Columbus with the 25-25 deal for our loyal customers. Our 25 years gets you 25% off premium mulches and soils at any of our four locations, including our new spot on Frank Road. Use code KB25 or mention it when ordering to get your special deal. Three ways to connect and celebrate 25 years with Kurtz Brothers Mulch and Soils. Facebook, 61443Mulch or kbcolumbus.com. Is your local business or franchise trapped in the digital equivalent of purgatory? Meet the digital marketing experts at RevLocal. 
We'll help you maximize your online presence with a personalized approach. By connecting your business with powerful technology and a dedicated strategist, RevLocal delivers seamless digital marketing for businesses that want to be validated by existing customers and discovered by new ones. Learn more at RevLocal.com. SoulCore nourishes body and soul by pairing core strengthening, stretching, and movement with the prayers of the rosary. Lori Kroc is now taking appointments for individuals and parishes at holyandhealthycatholic.com. That was not a very long break. <laughs> so we're joining, joining you once again live here in St. Gabriel Catholic Radio on this first Friday of the month of October, a month dedicated to the Holy Rosary and also respect for all human life. This is Father Stosh Daly, joined by Chuck and Joanne Wilson. Hello. Hello, Here Father. at St. Gabriel We're Radio. Back. As we enter into the second segment of this First Friday Sacred Heart Hour, let's commend ourselves to the mercy of God in prayer. God, our Father, your Son, Jesus, spoke to us a message of peace and taught us to live as brothers and sisters. His message took form in the vision of our founding fathers, and they fashioned a nation where all people might live as one. This message lives on in our midst as a task for us today and a promise for tomorrow. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for your blessings in the past and for all that, with your help, we must yet achieve for the glory of your name and the reign, both in our hearts and in our nation, of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We ask you to bless us, to bless our loved ones, and to bless our nation as we engage in this process of sanctification. We ask this in your most holy name. Amen. 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 So we're having this conversation on the power of the sacred heart in the home, especially as it's communicated to us mm-hmm. through the mysteries of the rosary and the significance of honoring someone like St. Margaret Mary, whose feast day is this month on the 17th of October. And uh, the reality that you know St. Margaret Mary is not the one who highlights the sacred heart of Jesus. The Lord has exposed his sacred heart in every age, going all the way back to sacred scripture. But what's unique about St. Margaret Mary is that when the Lord appeared to her in the monastery where she lived in Père de Monia, France, he offered these promises to all of humanity. So that's why we call her the Apostle of the Sacred Heart. She's given this great message to make known, to make public. And uh, in this month, you know, we get to not only meditate upon the significance of our Lord Jesus Christ, how to draw close to him through the loving embrace of his Holy Mother, Our Lady and Queen, the Blessed Virgin Mary, but we also have this opportunity this coming Sunday to participate in asking the Lord to bless our country through the rosary in the coast-to-coast rosary That's prayed be at awesome. 4 p.m. We highlighted earlier, you know, uh, look at your parish church, find out if there's anything organized going on, but also know that you can pray your rosary in your own home exactly. at 4 p.m. Even Join in the, in the effort. Absolutely. Wherever you are at 4 p.m. on Sunday, mm-hmm. offer the rosary for the sanctification of our country and for the restoration of the sanctity of all of human life, our acknowledgement thereof anyway. And uh, if you have the mindset and the ability to hold on to this fact, on the October 17th, keep in mind that's a special feast day for anyone who has a love for Christ's love for you. Um, it's a great day to renew your own devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus on the feast day of St. Margaret Mary. If you're listening to this radio show and you're learning more about the Sacred Heart of Jesus, it's a good day to ask for her intercession you know, St. Margaret Mary, you who received an apparition from our Lord and you learned so much about him, pray for me so that I may know 
and receive this love that Christ wants to give to me. Now, Father, you are having a special Mass at Holy Family. We are. On that For day. Sacred Heart Columbus. Tell a special us about mass. it. Uh, <laughs> yes, so we have a special Mass <laughs> to celebrate the Feast of St. Margaret Mary at Holy Family Church. Uh, the Mass is, I believe, at 6.30. 6.30, Father. And uh, we'll have Mass there at Holy Family Church at 584 West Broad Street to celebrate the Feast of St. Margaret Mary. It'll be kind of like a... Uh, an October reunion it's for those who love the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Uh, missionaries and those involved in the enthronement of the Sacred Heart will be gathering there to pray the Holy Mass and uh, an opportunity to kind of prepare in a very spiritual way for next month's big event for the Sacred Heart here in Central Ohio, which is the Congress of the Sacred Heart. You have that life-size statue of the Sacred Heart that when you come into your church... Oh, yes, he's front and center, oh, up in the high altar. Oh, it's so yeah. beautiful. Yes, one hand is pointing towards his heart, and the other one is you know, expressed towards us. You know? now, now, Father, as you say 12 promises, sometimes we hear the great promise is number 12. Sure. And mm-hmm. as we talk about that, we talk about why do we host this program on First Friday, mm-hmm. and maybe share a little bit of that promise and why... The Sacred Heart Hour is every first Friday. So, uh, just to go to the twelfth promise that our Lord makes, the all-powerful love of my heart will grant to all those who shall receive communion on the first Friday of nine consecutive months the grace of final repentance. They shall not die under my displeasure, nor without receiving their sacraments. My heart shall be their assured refuge at the last hours of their life. Let's just go over some of the basics. Okay, so we go to Holy Mass on Sunday to keep holy the Lord's Day, right? To hear the words of the gospel proclaimed, to receive words of inspiration and meditation in the homily, to participate in the sacrifice of the cross that is the sacrifice of the Mass, Jesus offering himself to the Father in heaven. The Lord's Day is just that. It is a day that belongs to the Lord. So we go to Holy Mass, we keep holy the Sabbath, we participate in prayer, and we rest. So we're doing that not only to keep holy the Sabbath and obedience to the commandments, but also to unite ourselves to Jesus as he makes a gift of himself to the Father in heaven. Jesus, in his apparition to St. Margaret Mary, invites us to go to Mass on the first Friday. So he's asking us, you know, this isn't under obligation. There's no technicality Mm -hmm. rule that's going to follow us here. You know, first Friday is supposed to be a gift Mm -hmm. that we make to the Lord, where we strive to unite ourselves to him And we also strive to make reparation for those who have refused his love. Now, as difficult, as incomprehensible as that seems, I mean, humanity, we are so dinky, tiny, small, Mm. you know, in the Mm. grand scheme of things, who are we to refuse the love that God wants to give us? Mm. It's incomprehensible. And yet we have. When we commit mortal sin, you know, we refuse God's love. When we start to fall away from his love in the sacraments, we refuse his love. Well, First Friday is an opportunity for those who love Jesus to make themselves present on the first Friday of the month, the first Friday, that first day of the month where we remember his passion, his suffering, and we stand at the foot of the cross in the Mass. It's like, your love will not go unacknowledged by me. I'm not only going to acknowledge your love, I'm going to accept the love, I'm going to make it my own, and I'm going to share it. But for those who refuse, I also stand in their place to make reparation. So for those who do nine of those kind of first Fridays, yeah. you've made a novena, you know, hmm. a novena, nine consecutive moments. So the Lord's asking us to make nine first Fridays, nine first Fridays where we attend Holy Mass, we strive to be in a state of grace, in a state of grace we receive Holy Communion, and we offer up the graces of the Holy Communion in reparation for those who have refused His love, who have insulted the Lord, the Most High, 
you know, one of the greatest ways to know you're human is to acknowledge you're not God. You know, <laughs> So the one who goes to Mass on the first Friday is saying, you are God, you are Lord, but you have loved me. And in your love, I am here, and I'm here to return that love. And I'm going to love you in the place of those who do not love you. So he's asking for us on these first Fridays to just return the love. Accept and return the love. This is so wonderful. This is so wonderful. We need to hear this over and over and over again because, um, you know, it is so beautiful. And it is something that we can do to in such a small way, but... To the Lord, it's not small at all. No. He's requested it. Let's it lets him know that we're there with it's him. It's a privilege to be it's, able absolutely. to do it. Yeah. And for those who live in an area where there's multiple churches, mm-hmm. you usually have multiple opportunities to yeah. attend Mass on the first Friday. Notice he didn't say every Friday, you know? Yeah. And he doesn't say every day. I mean, that's wonderful if you can. The Lord's asking for the first Friday but of Father, nine months. I think once you start making those first Fridays, I know for Chuck and I, you really don't want to stop. No, it's not like, okay, exactly. nine and done. You know, I did it. Lord, be with me when I die. You know, it, it, you, you really start to... It's a journey. It's a journey. The nine first Fridays are merely like the first leg of the journey. And you realize, mm-hmm. no, I want to continue living this journey. And you, I mean, for me personally, a couple of years ago in my priesthood, it didn't really click. I was mm-hmm. doing the enthronements. I was promoting the Sacred Heart. A couple of years ago, all of a sudden, something just clicked. And it's like, first Friday, this is a powerful day. I mean, the the first Friday of the month is an awesome opportunity to spend time with Jesus, not only in the Mass, but also in adoration. And now there's kind of like an excitement that's building. The Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday before the first Friday, it's like, this is an awesome opportunity this week, this first Friday of the month. Right now, this day, I get to renew my love for the Lord. I'm a horrible, rotten sinner. (laughs) I am puny, tiny, dinky, you know, and he loves me. I mean, Jesus Christ loves me, not as a number, but by name. He actually knows me by name. So the opportunity to just spend some time with the Lord in Mass, in adoration, make a good confession, to receive Him in Holy Communion. I mean, that's why for those who make that effort to just live the love with Christ, you know, He makes a promise that He will remain with us and He'll make sure that we have the sacraments at our last moments. And Father, we have had personally known of two uh, elderly people just in the last uh, six weeks who have made these first Fridays and first Saturdays during their life. And both of them have passed away after mass, you know, on that day prepared and um, at peace. And so, you know, more and more, and I know you as a priest and Mm -hmm. our son as a priest has shared um, miraculously. Oh, absolutely. You know, being at the bedside and witnessing the Lord makes good on his promises. He doesn't forget. And, you know, one of the powerful things to keep in mind is so many of us live with this thought that we have tomorrow. Yeah. We think, well, I'll do it next month. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll start next mm-hmm. year. No, Well, who are you to think that you've got that? You know, yeah. right now, all you have is what the Lord is entrusting to you. And that's the present moment, you know. So on this first Friday, take the gift that he's given to you of this present moment and visit him in adoration. Go to Holy Mass. You know, it's just uh, coming upon nine o'clock, a quarter till, you know, so the day's still early. You know, look ahead, find a Mass, and let the Lord Jesus Christ know on this first Friday of this month dedicated to the Holy Rosary, this month for respecting life. Let the Lord know in that Mass that you'll attend that the gift of life he's given to you has not gone unacknowledged. Then you go to First Saturday. 
So. And the drama continues. Yes. <laughs> if you have any questions at all, you're interested in having your home or business or organization perish a school and throne, call in 614-459-4820, 614-459-4820. Go to sacredheartcolumbus.org. And you can inquire in there. You can even sign up for an enthronement. But talking about coming up to November, Father, I think we ought to now go forward to this Congress. Because this was something of your vision. Why every year a Congress and why this year it's so important for those that can make it to St. Michael's for the 7th Annual Sacred Heart Congress. And um, it's going to be just a wonderful day with with yourself giving the homily and the mass celebrant with Emily Jaminette and with David Karam as our speakers, and then also the fellowship, some organizations. Reconciliation. And reconciliation all day. And the Adoration Chapel will be open all day. Well, as much as I would love to take credit for this, I can't. (laughs) I mean, it was truly the Holy Spirit. Mm. And the Holy Spirit just kind of showed that if we're going to work and work hard with Mm -hmm. all of our effort involved in bringing a sacred heart into homes, you know, we're restoring intimacy between people and God. But we also need an opportunity to experience the family of being one another. You know, we have all journeyed towards the Lord. We've brought his heart into our homes. And the Congress is nothing other than an opportunity to come together as a family, a family rooted in the heart of Christ, to learn more about the heart, to pray with one another to the heart, and then to be strengthened to continue to bring that heart back into our own homes and our lives. So the yearly Congress of the Sacred Heart was brought about as an effort, as an initiative to foster a greater sense of the broader Christian family among those who have brought the heart of Christ into their homes, whether they live as an individual, as a couple, as a family, you know, whether they're in a dorm room, an apartment, a house. For those who have brought the heart of Christ into their lives, the yearly Congress is an opportunity to realize I'm not alone in this. I'm not the only one who's done the enthronement of the Sacred Heart. I look around and I see hundreds and hundreds of others who have done this. It's kind of like a big, um, shall we say, heart-filled family reunion. You know? And there's this, that spirit there. There's I, a joy. There is there's such awesome a joy. joy. I remember when Dr. O'Donnell was our speaker and we pulled up. It was still dark. It was, you know, <laughs> like 6 o'clock and the missionaries were there. And he said, wow. There is, I mean, he could sense, you know, the Holy Spirit, the joy, because that's what happens when you connect your heart and the heart of your family or your loved ones to the heart of Jesus. Yeah. And And we're inviting you to join that family by coming to the Congress. You you don't have to have already done it. And you can register on sacredheartcolumbus.org for the Congress. And also this year, it's $10 for an individual $20 $20 for a family, whether it's two, four, six, or eight, it's $20. Or <laughs> and uh, Or you can have a scholarship. So we want to make sure we remove all barriers for you to be able to come. This is a special day of the year to bring the community, the faith community together, those that are struggling in faith together, to really go deeper with our Lord Jesus and why he gave us this gift of his sacred heart. And as I mentioned to you, Father, earlier, being involved with a lot of men's ministry over many years and different apostolates, what I've realized is all of them 
are wonderful. St. Gabriel, the Men's Conference, the Women's Conference, Damascus, they're all wonderful. This is the only apostolate that I know that goes into the family. And where is the battle raging today? It's raging in families. In the home, yeah. All of us today are recognized that whatever the elements of the secular world, they're coming into families and they're destroying the family life. And this is restoring the family life, the enthronement. And I challenge men out there. It's easy to sign up for conferences. It's easy to send children to Catholic Youth Summer Camp and do other things. But really, our call is to be the provider and protector of our family. And the best way to do it is to put Jesus at the center of our families. And the best way to do that is to enthrone the family to the sacred heart. So I challenge the men today to really bring Jesus now into your homes because we're not capable of doing all that needs to be doing needs to be done in restoring our families today. We need Jesus more than ever. You know, and I think for those families, if you're out there and you're saying, Oh gee, you know, my wife is not open or my husband is not open. Father, you have made a suggestion in the past. And I think it's such a good one to just, you know, Get a picture of Jesus, mm-hmm. a holy yeah. card, an image of his sacred heart, and put it in your home and ask him for the grace to be able to even be allowed to, you know, have an enthronement. But get that crack in the door. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we the, the enthronement process was started by a beautiful, powerful, uh, Holy Spirit-driven priest, Father Matteo Crowley. Um but Father Matteo was making use of the presence of the heart of Christ that was already in most homes. Mm. And, you know, most homes already had the sacred heart of Jesus in the home, but it was kind of like a benign neglect. So there was an ignorance of the reality and the significance behind that sacred heart image. So Father Matteo was building on that. What we're finding now in our own age is that the sacred heart isn't even in the home. Yes. You know, he's not even there. And when you walk into your home, if your home looks like, uh, anybody else's home. Or Pottery Barn. Uh, yeah, or Pottery <laughs> Barn. <Is> that, what? <laughs> it's not a barn. Okay. <laughs> That's comforting. Uh, Nazareth. Bethlehem. <laughs> nope. Sidetracked already. <laughs> so, if you go into your home and it looks like anything else other than a place for the Lord and of the Lord, this is the perfect opportunity to find an image of the sacred heart of Jesus to make the center of the home. And you're right. You're so right, Joanne. There's a lot of times and a lot of families and a lot of situations where people, they're afraid or they're intimidated mm-hmm. or they built a wall. It's like, okay, we will leave our home and go out into the world and we'll do what we want out in the world. But in this home, no, we don't want anything coming in. Well, that oftentimes is not just preventing evil or darkness or chaos or confusion or other voices. Sometimes it's preventing the Lord from coming into the home. But remember, he's already there. He's already there with you. The sacred heart merely unveils, it exposes the heart that is supposed to be dwelling with you, that's already there with you. So you're right. Bring the image of the sacred heart into your home first. And if there's somebody in the family who's hesitant or even directly opposed to that, just ask the Lord for his grace to thaw the ice you know, to open the door, to put a crack in the door, as you said. You know, and then the enthronement is the covenant. The enthronement is that public covenant that the people who live there make with the Lord's sacred heart. But we're finding so many Christian homes today, they don't even, they're not even Christian. You know, I invite 
everyone listening today to walk around your home. Take a look. Mother Angelica always called them holy reminders. And, you know, we need those holy reminders. Just as, you know, we have pictures of those we love or beautiful scenes that remind us of, you know, vacations we've had or just enjoying moments. But walk around your home and see how many holy reminders do I have in my home. Mm -hmm. You might surprise yourself. Well, you know what it's like when you're the grandchild and you're visiting grandparents' home and you walk in and you see a picture of yourself. You realize, oh, I belong here. You know, my grandparents have a picture yeah. of me in the home. Yeah. I belong here. Yeah. So if the Lord Jesus Christ were to walk through your home, mm. would he know that he belongs there? Ooh, that is well said, Father. Yeah, that was the Holy Spirit. Um, <laughs> I can't take credit for that. No. <laughs> so, but I mean, would he, see, would he see a desire to love him there yeah. in that home? Would he see you treasuring an image of him in your home? You know, or would he just hear his name dropped in all the wrong ways? You know? Uh, what's going to take the glory of the room where everyone hangs out, the TV or the Lord Jesus Christ? It's through, truly, it's through the little things, like the little flowers said, Teresa of Lisieux. It's through the little things that we allow the glory of God to show and shine and illuminate the way. It's through the little things. So if the Lord Jesus Christ were to walk through your home with you, you know, <laughs> would you be smiling and boasting or would you be like, uh, let's go outside. Let's look at the hostas. <laughs> Let's look at the trees. No, he wants to be home where we call home. And that's one of the beautiful things in the enthronement of the sacred heart. In the covenant prayer, we ask the Lord to make our homes another Bethany for him. I love that. And people are thinking, what's Bethany? Well, Bethany is the place where Jesus would go to rest with his family, mm. Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. That was Bethany. We should each want our home to be another Bethlehem where he is born every day, another Nazareth where he lives with the family every day, Another Cana, where he works miracles every day, and another Bethany, where he can rest every day. A lot of us just want Jesus to show up, do what we need him to do, and then get out. Hmm. But that's not a true home. We want him to be able to be at rest there and to dwell with us and to reign over us and to protect us. And Father, one of my favorites is uh, a sign that I made, an old piece of wood I loved. It was just, it's very old, weathered. And uh, how so I new. feel, <laughs> so I feel, but, um, you know, I made my own Jesus. I trust in you sure, over yeah. my sink. So we're, it's not about spending money and looking for the perfect, you know, you can create your own, uh, awareness sure. of the presence of our Lord in your home. The only thing that's stopping you is you. Well, and I think, again, call in 614-459-4820. Any questions, register for the Congress coming up on sacredheartcolumbus.org. It's only $10 or 20 But that morning is going to be a powerful morning. And, Father, you talked about Bethany and Nazareth. But really, the whole, the our, our Lord started in the family. In the family, yeah. yeah. He didn't and start then, in the temple. He started no. in the family. Uh-huh. And right. then the church came later. Yeah. So it's the family. The family is called the domestic church. And that is what we need. As the domestic church goes, so goes society. We've heard that, Father. Yeah. And we're here to say to you, our mission is one singular mission. And that is we, our prayers and our hope is to have every home today enthroned to the Sacred Heart every family to be enthroned to the sacred heart. So we've got our work cut out for us. 
So we're asking you to help us get our work done to help you get to the Lord you know, Ooh, and bring the Lord into your so home. That's so true. Well said. No, our, our task here is to aid and assist all of those who want the reality of the Lord Jesus Christ's sacred heart in their families and in their homes to become a reality. And that's the primary goal of the Sacred Heart Hour is to make the Sacred Heart of Jesus, those simple words, Sacred Heart of Jesus, to make those words known and lived and heard and to make the reality of his heart his sacred heart, his divine and sacred heart present in every Christian's life, uh, adored and honored in every Christian's home, and to restore the social reign of the Lord Jesus in our world today, and especially in our country, in our state, in our neighborhood, by beginning with our own home, our dwelling. Well, and I think as the Congress is coming up, a lot of you know of David Karam. He was president of Wendy's. He had a number of franchises before that, Wendy franchises, and now he's chairman of the board and CEO of Sabrero Pizza. But more importantly, Dave is coming to talk to us about the power of prayer, the sacraments, and catechesis, why we need to go deeper in our faith. And Dave and Lisa had their home and throne, and he's going to share about that experience. And then Emily's coming. And most of you know from Mother's Moments and other things Emily Jaminette is involved with today, whether it's radio or book writing and other things, is to bring in perspective of a mother of a family of seven, the importance of the Sacred Heart. So this Congress is going to be different than the other Congresses because we have three locals with Father Stosh joining them to bring the perspective of why the importance and why it's relevant today to have the Sacred Heart of Jesus in your home. Three different perspectives, all focusing on the same truth Mm -hmm. of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's open to everybody and anybody, those who have already done the enthronement, those who have an image of the Lord's Sacred Heart in their home, those who want to learn more, those who are trying to find a way to survive the struggles of life, you know, by turning to the Lord. And uh, to join in and participate in this family movement. Making the priority. Heart Columbus. And November 10th, it's a Saturday, and the uh, game is that night. So you got, <laughs> and it's an away yeah, game. I imagine that. <laughs> so we're not <laughs> so in competition strange. to the game and uh, so forth. But you're certainly welcome to come, and all of our missionaries to be there. And one thing about it is, as Joanne mentioned earlier, it's a joyful morning. It's not just a heartfelt morning. It's a joyful morning. And it moves fast. Yes, it, <laughs> it does. usually moves fast. Uh, bringing to a close the Sacred Heart Hour, we would like to thank you for joining us through St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. We want to assure you of our prayers for all of you as we each strive towards complete union with the Lord Jesus Christ in his most sacred heart. On this first Friday, let us pray for one another and pray for the protection of Holy Mother the Church. Our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has asked for us in this month of October to pray for all consecrated religious men and women that they may remind themselves and be present within themselves to work among and for the benefit of the poor, the marginalized, and those who have no voice. As we pray for one another, keeping our Holy Father's intentions close to our hearts, let us bring to a close this hour and turn to the Lord Jesus. Dear Sacred Heart of Jesus, we renew our pledge of love and loyalty to you. Keep us always close to your loving heart and to the most immaculate heart of your mother. May we love one another more each day, forgiving each other's faults, as you forgive us our sins. Teach us to see you and the members of our family and those we meet outside the home, loving them as you love them, especially the poor and oppressed, that we may be instrumental in bringing about justice and peace. Amen. Amen. And God bless you.
This is listener-supported WVSG Columbus, Ohio, the home for St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM 820.